It is a pleasure to welcome you tonight to Christmas Eve at the United Parish in Brookline. Whether this is your first time in the door or you come every Sunday or anything in between, regardless of what star you followed or what gifts you bring or what flocks you've been tending or what angels you've been listening to, especially if it's an angel who invited you here tonight or one who guilt-tripped you with their own coercion, you are most welcome here. I say to all of you that we are glad that you've come tonight to spend this evening with us. And I want to say to those who are youngest among us that if you're feeling restless or if someone young with you is feeling restless, feel free to get up and move around their rocking chairs at the back. Make yourselves at home. I invite you all to just take a breath for a moment. Just relax into the pew for a second to sink into the soulful majesty of this room. Leave behind all your lists, all your preparations, all your worries. It will happen or not, just as they need to. Because once again, we have come here tonight to tell the story. And it's a good news story, one that's worth telling. Our media outlets have become very adept at playing to our very human fears and anxieties and feeding us bad news all the time. Week after week, we try and hear to retell and tell again the good news, not just tell it, but try to live it, to eat and breathe it, to have it inform how we should live our lives and how God might just be tapping us on the shoulder and asking us to help transform the world, to be the leaven in the loaf of life, to be God's light in the darkness around us. Tonight's story is as important for us to retell again just as the Exodus story is for our Jewish friends and neighbors at the Passover table. Because these stories remind us of the difference between the world as it is or as it seems to be and the world as it ought to be. The story we are used to says that unwed teenage mothers are careless, irresponsible, and immoral. But our story says that she's clear-eyed and courageous, the mother, the bearer of God. The story we're used to says that real men are not cuckolded by women who claim to have seen an angel, but put them in their place and show them who's boss. And that in his day, Joseph would have been well within his rights to have her stoned to death. But our story here tonight says that such a decent, gentle, loving man who listens carefully to his dreams, to God, and who respects the integrity of his fiancée, is going to be God's adopted father. The world story says that a bunch of rednecks working the late shift out on the hillside, doing the kind of dirty work that many of us would prefer not to do, considered a bunch of deplorables by some that they don't matter much. But in this story, God sends the angels to them first with the good news. In the world story, we use animals for our own voracious desires. But in tonight's story, God chooses them to be the attendants in the delivery room and the nannies in the nursery. 
And the world story, mysterious visitors from the East are looked at with suspicion and even derision and must be part of some conspiracy worthy of walls to be built and detention centers to be filled. But in our story, they are the wise ones, bringing precious gifts, paying homage to God, and ending up tricking a duplicitous king. In the world story, we see narcissistic, demagogic, brutal tyrants rise to power and issue executive orders from their palaces, orders that wreak harm on the most vulnerable. But in this story, such malicious despots do not have the last word. See, the story we tell tonight lays a claim on us because this is a story about how God believes the world ought to be. And yes, bad news happens, and there's plenty of it, but there is plenty of good news if we're awake for it, which is why it is ever more important that we retell this story, that we let it take hold of our hearts and set our souls and wills on fire. This is a story where love conquers over evil, where there is strength and courage in vulnerability and choosing to do the right thing, This is a story about how God broke through to us, and most of the world missed it on that first night. Missed it for centuries. Bethlehem was not even on their radar. And yet, somehow, it caught hold. And you and I are still telling this good news story today. And so my prayer every Christmas Eve is that we don't miss it again that we will let this story continue to recapture our imaginations in whatever ways it needs to, to let it reframe, refashion, and transform our lives, however personal and intimate or public and political we need it to. Tonight I encourage you to look for something new in these lessons, something maybe you hadn't noticed, something familiar among the words and the tunes of the carols, And by all means, let the music that has been so lovingly prepared tonight touch parts of your soul that words cannot go. And finally, I invite you, I implore you, I encourage you to sing out tonight. These carols were made for singing, so please don't be self-conscious about it, even if you think you sing off-key. We want to hear you. I want to hear you. God needs to hear you. Because for whatever reason you came tonight, you are most welcome here. Your presence matters. Your voice matters. O come, let us adore him.